almost felt kind of guilty just going to the store and buying it, even though that, you know, I knew that we weren't drinking it, uh, to actually feel like we were we were doing an, almost like an injustice to ourselves, not being true. And we like being creative, so I think we took that creative thing and put it into the food, and it just kind of worked, and we just kind of ran with it. So we just kind of like, like to just uh, play with flavors, just like food, you know, and kind of spice things up, and if it works, it works. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to another episode of Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Crange. I'm joined today by Miguel Hernandez and Ashley Davis from 5 a.m. Drip. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. This is great. I know this is your first podcast. Um, This is uh, a a nice treat because when I've been doing them on Zoom, I haven't been doing them um, on camera. So it's nice that we're doing them uh, face to face, even though we are doing it over Zoom. So thank you guys for for being accommodating on your first Zoom and your first podcast. Yes, of course. <laughs> awesome. <Thank> you. <laughs> um, so uh, our last episode featured uh, Chef Julia Dunaway. She's a, a local Fort Worth chef um, that she changed to a vegan diet a few years ago and, and now specializes in vegan cooking classes. Um, it was interesting talking through with her why she decided to make that change in her own life. Um, going vegan. So I'm interested and, and curious to hear from you guys. Wh- why did you decide to begin eating vegan? And, and what was that kind of lifestyle change like for you? Um, it was definitely health is where it started for us. That was the big thing. Um, it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. It was a, a gradual step up to it. But once you start learning about it and learning the health benefits, it was, it was definitely a plus and it didn't uh, take us long to want to jump onto it. And, and what kind of health benefits have you seen um, since beginning the vegan diet? Um, of course, weight is one of them. Just uh, weight, energy, the way you just feel, the overall just feel of it, you just feel so much better. It's like a, just almost like a weight's being lifted off, just eating right. Okay. Cool. I agree. I mean, I think I actually lost about maybe 30, 40 pounds in the, in the, probably the year that I actually switched over okay. completely uh, again. So, uh, and definitely, I mean, much more, uh, much more energy and I feel great. I feel, uh, like, uh, I mean, I used to, I used to actually eat food and feel so tired after, after eating a meal. And now it's like, I fill up, but not necessarily I get that rundown feeling anymore. It's more of just filling and it, it goes on for, hours until it's time to eat again so we do snack from time to time uh for the most part i mean energy is a big thing yeah so my cousin i've referenced my cousin a a few times on on the shows in the past so i don't know if uh listeners are sick of hearing about him Um, but he he went vegan kind of saw the same thing with with the health benefits and um i i felt the same way myself I'm, i'm not vegan but i've tried to uh do one to two, I'd say vegetarian meals a week that tend to end up um, becoming vegan and, and just kind of losing weight. And um, you, you can see how that kind of affects your, your overall health. Um, but I want to ask you guys, I know there's a lot of times where when you want to go out to eat or you want to go eat with friends, um, maybe vegan options aren't, aren't always the most um, available, especially in Fort Worth. Have there been times where it's been frustrating for you guys and, and you wanted to just kind of go back? It's definitely frustrating because the options are limited. Um, thankfully, more and more options are becoming available. Um, 
but definitely never would want to go back that okay. way. I mean, I'd, I'd rather just, if we're somewhere we couldn't eat anything, I mean, sometimes it's just French fries sometimes, <laughs> but we'll just enjoy the company and we can eat later. Cause it's, it's, I mean, there's just no going back. There's no wanting it, no craving it. The vegan diet is just, there's just, it, it's just when you switch over, you, you understand. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I know um, at, at the start of your business, uh, you guys had, had begun as a coffee shop and I want to get into all of it with the food and, and the coffee, but I know that's where your start was with the Dallas farmer's market. Um, when did you decide, was it just within your personal lives that you decided then um, to mirror your personal lives by, by making it a, a vegan establishment or um, how did that kind of shift from, from the traditional coffee shop into a place that also now serves vegan food? When did that happen? Um, that actually happened in, um, uh end of 2016, 2017, um, we decided to actually make that change. And uh, at that time, we we're still serving whole milk, half and half. And I, I, we, I almost felt kind of guilty just going to the store and buying it, even though that, you know, I knew that we weren't drinking it, uh, to actually feel like we were, we were doing an, almost like an injustice to ourselves, not being true. So we decided to just pull that, and switch it over just non non dairy, um, and that's really when that when it all started. I feel like uh, being more true to what we were about, not necessarily catering to just everyone. Um, and then uh, we went mobile, and that's where we we're able to actually offer more of the plant based meals and and coffee. So it was kind of hard at first, but. It was uh, much easier once we actually uh, uh, once we actually put it into place. Yeah, because I think it's important because we did start as coffee roasters, and, and the leading to the vegan food too is because you go to a lot of coffee shops and you don't have those options. Mm-hmm. So when we started not finding those options. It was kind of like it'd be nice to be able to go and have your coffee and have, have that option as well, and you didn't really see that. So that played a big part throwing that in there. Yeah, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And and it's really not, I mean, just having that option and for it to be vegan. Um, and we'll talk a little bit as we go on just about educating people on on food and it's all just food is kind of uh, what you guys say. But, um, you know, it's 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 a great, great spot to go get a coffee, go get a bite to eat, which, which is, you know, like you said, you, there's not a ton of those around. What are your backgrounds in coffee and food? What, what drew you into those fields? Uh, really just loving coffee. Um, I actually, I, I was in the restaurant business for quite some time. I'm originally from El Paso and I moved here and the majority of the experience was mainly restaurant until I got here. And, and, uh, definitely, I, 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 uh, I have a medical background, so that's kind of like what really took it off. You know, I felt like it was, it was necessary for me to follow my, my heart and my dream and really to, to, to sell coffee. And, and, uh, all, all I wanted to do was just sell coffee, you know, mobile. And that's kind of how I took off, you know, and, uh, I've, I've always loved to dabble in food. I love sweet and savory and that's all I've ever done. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a chef by any means, but we love food and we love to cook. So, that's kind of what, what we, we do. We kind of just, uh, just foodies. So would you say, uh, you're more inclined to the coffee side or the food side of things, or are you just kind of married to both? 
Um, Good question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, we are coffee first uh, because we're in this pandemic. It almost seems like food comes first before coffee, only because uh, you can pretty much get coffee anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is what's kind of keeping us afloat. <laughs> so, what, but, what was it like as as someone who's not a chef, but you you've spent some time in in the restaurant industry? And for both of you guys, what was it like putting together this this full menu? Um, was there just a ton of like experimentation that went into it, or or kind of where did you draw your inspirations from? Definitely a ton of experimentation. Like years and years of us just doing it has brought us to the food. And I think it took off faster than we expected because with the pandemic, it was like food was supposed to be kind of introduced slowly. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, and we like being creative. So I think we took that creative thing and put it into the food and it just kind of worked and we just kind of ran with it. That's cool. I, I think, um, you know, sometimes I think what I found doing this podcast is that sometimes it's, it's taken the pandemic to move businesses forward. Um, as crazy as that sounds, but, um, you know, like you guys with the food and, and for some other places, uh, just as much as getting online, you know, as simple as that, um, it's taken the pandemic for, for them to do that, which, you know, it's, it's nice to see the, the positive side of, of these crazy, awful times, you know, and, and so it's cool to, to hear that. Um, I want to ask you, you know, just on a personal level, and we'll start with Ashley and then Miguel, you could, uh, jump in after, but what are some of your favorite, um, items on the menu? Oh, goodness. Uh, my favorite breakfast menu, definitely our breakfast tacos, of course, are the, the most popular. And then our epic breakfast bagel. So it's like our, our own tofu scramble with avocado slices. And it's really good. Um, for lunch, definitely our smoked bandito. We slow cook our, our jackfruit for hours. Um, and it's just really good. And, and you would never know. It, it's just, it's that flavor. It's that smokiness. It's very cheesy, panini-styled sandwich. So probably one of my favorites. Sounds great. <laughs> what about you, Miguel? Um, definitely the egg and cheese sandwich. Um, it resembles a real egg and cheese sandwich. <laughs> I mean, enough, I mean, I was, I was never an egg person, but uh, when I used to have them, it, it, they were satisfying. And now that we actually make them, you know, out of tofu, uh, it, it gets pretty close to it uh, for breakfast. Um, so for lunch, I think the burgers, I've always been a burger guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and really like the burgers, we worked really hard on them. Uh, my personal favorite is the Imperial and it's kind of like a spinoff of the Big Mac. So it okay. still has that, has that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, the sauce that goes with it. And I mean, it's just really all in all a really good, a good sandwich. Uh, we, we get our, our buns from uh, planted bakery and that itself just kind of wraps it all together. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm a huge burger guy. I'm actually starting up a, uh, a burger review series. So I'll have to make you guys uh, one of my first stops. Are you making the patties in-house or are you getting them from somewhere? No, we do actually make them in-house. Okay, cool. It, it's a plantain-based plantain uh, patty. Okay, interesting. Awesome. Um, what, uh, for, for, let's, let's say there's someone that's either you know, not vegan or, or really just not familiar um, with eating vegan food and they come to your uh, place for the first time, what are you recommending uh, that they order? Uh, definitely the burgers because they're very close to like that, that burger taste. You would never guess if you weren't told that it was a vegan patty. Um, 
And definitely like the, the smoked bandito is probably another one because just the way it's, it's smoked that jackfruit, it's very, that meaty like texture, that smokiness that most people are used to. And most people would not guess that it's like a vegan meat substitute. And of course we're living in Fort Worth, um, which is a city basically known for meats and barbecue and, and Dallas known <laughs> for meats and barbecue. What's the education been, process been like uh, with, with your customer base? Most of the time, they're pretty accepting. I mean, pretty open. Um, I think more and more people are willing to try just food, especially if you're a foodie, no matter what it is. Um, so I don't think we've had too much of like, most people are like, yeah, sure, just let me try it or let's go for it. Because we do have barbecue sandwiches too. So we have our, our smoked barbecue jackfruit sandwiches and most people just take it for a spin and most people enjoy it. It's rare if we get someone that's like just, doesn't uh, understand it or doesn't, you know, feel like it's uh, something they couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. It's just food and something good and tasty. Yeah. And, and you keep, you know, we alluded to this before and you just said it now, but I've seen you use that hashtag hashtag. It's just food, which I love. I think <laughs> it's like the best hashtag. Uh, but I, you know, do you think there is a stigma to eating um, vegan or, or eating a vegan diet? that does keep some people um, from trying it. And, and how important is it for people to realize that it is, it's just food. There's a huge stigma and that's kind of our hurdle that we've had to overcome. And I think it gets better as the plant-based vegan movement grows, especially when bigger chains are starting to jump in and people are understanding, but definitely a stigma. Um, but that's why we say it's just food. Cause when you, when you realize that there's so many fruits and vegetables that you miss out on that you don't even realize because you just never been introduced to it. And I feel like when we became vegan, I was like, whoa, so much other food that we never knew about, never would guess eating. And it's just like, it opens your eyes to a whole new world of food. And then just teaching people that food is food. It doesn't matter what diet it is. It's the vegan diet, the keto diet, the meat diet, whatever it may be, it's all still fruits and vegetables or whatever it may be. And it's just, it's really comes down to the spice and how you put things together. Texture, texture, all that stuff makes it, good food and that's why we try to, to most people think oh vegan food it's plastic or it's fake or and, and granted there is some a lot of companies that are doing these science experiences with vegan food but we want to just show that there is just true good food no matter what it's based out of yeah and i i think that's great and i think it's an education that people kind of need to have so uh it's cool cool that you guys are giving people that education um, so props to you for that. Cause you're almost, you're not trail, you know, you're not, I guess, trailblazers. Cause there are, you know, one or two other, you know, strictly vegan places in Fort Worth, but you kind of are, I mean, you're part of, of being on the ground floor. And uh, I know that's probably not something that's, that's easy to get going. Um, but it was cool. I mean, you guys were one of, I think two vegan restaurants in, in burger week this year, uh, Fort Worth burger week, um, which, which is, uh, just, just really neat. Miguel, what was the burger that you did for burger week? Was it that one that you were describing earlier? Uh, yes, that was uh, one. And then we did a, uh, uh, West side, which is, uh, similar to the Imperial, except it has, uh, avocado mash and, okay. uh, grilled onions and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Anaheim peppers. So it's kind of, uh, almost kind of like a southwest i would think okay but yeah well i'm 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 excited to come by and try out a burger i've i've tried your coffee 
Um, and uh, it's it's great that I uh, haven't had your burger. Uh, but we have we've talked a lot about the food. I know you started as a, a coffee uh, spot exclusively. Um, I know that's a obviously a huge passion for you guys. Um, what's it about your coffee that makes it unique? Uh, I, I think we um, uh, we possibly roast lighter than most people. Um, with that, actually brings certain qualities of the certain characteristics of the of, of the coffee seed. Um, not necessarily as a traditional roast, but we definitely enjoy educating people on uh, on the craft. So, um, and I think more and more uh, specialty coffee uh, roasters are actually popping up, which is great because I feel like, you know, if the, the quality of the coffee and the education of the farm is there, I mean, definitely it makes it a really nice cup because so much goes into a cup of coffee and, uh, uh, that no one actually really understands. I mean, it goes through a big process and not just the process, but also like, the hands it touches, the people who are who are being fed by this coffee, and it really, uh, I mean, it, it's very uh, handled with care, almost kid gloves, up to the time you know you actually have it in your hands. Okay, so, so yeah, maybe if you don't mind going a little bit more into detail on that, it, it sounds really interesting. I, I don't know anything about the process, so um, don't worry about boring us. People love drinking coffee and, and they're going to want to hear the details. So, uh, yeah, maybe go a little bit more into that. So, I mean, uh, I think that a lot of the farms, uh, they, they, um, they're all part of the community. So they go and they help, uh, with the processing, uh, and, uh, the milling of the, the, the coffee. So the farmers, I mean, some farms actually turn around and, and help them actually get through, through, uh, school, college for, for the help that they do. Um, so it goes from caring for the, the seed, uh, the ground, the soil, uh, making sure that it's producing the right type of, uh, the right quality of seed and um, going through the processing. The processing can be several uh, from washed to natural uh, to more of a honey and all, all different processing gives it a different flavor. Uh, when they do that, uh, it actually just uh, changes each and uh, every uh, 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 cup. So by the time it actually reaches to port uh, and it's actually sold, it can definitely be sold for higher or lower depending on what, what uh, uh, how long it took in the processing and the, in the, in the uh, uh, fermentation or, or depending on how high it, it, it actually, uh, rated mm-hmm. in a great scale. What we do as coffee roasters, we actually make sure that we we're getting higher grade coffee because we, we like quality. And, uh, that's how we, that's how we, that's how we, uh, get to pick and choose. Now as a roaster, I mean, we, uh, roast it however to our liking. And, uh, and that's how we kind of, uh, depending on what we want is what we roast it to and certain qualities, depending on temperature, uh, and of course, chemical reaction is what we're going to get. So, uh, I think most of us, we actually tend to roast it to where it's somewhat lighter, brings more of mm-hmm. what's in the, the ground or the soil. Some of them 
actually a little bit darker. I mean, you get less of the less of those characteristics, but more of the char. It just kind of depends. But, okay. I mean, so it just kind of depends who you who who. I mean, where you want to get your coffee and how you how you want your coffee to taste like. So, well, first of all, thank you for for the lesson. Um, but uh, Ashley, maybe you could jump in here and, and give us an idea of with all of that in mind and the whole process and, and you know what goes into the, the background of the process, how are you deciding which beans you're actually buying? Um, of course, we always get samples before to, to taste the quality and it really depends on like the farm and all that stuff plays a, a part in what we're getting. Um, definitely down to sampling and quality okay. is the biggest for us so we always sample before you buy any bean to see which one we like what we're looking for what tasting notes we're going for and that's how we choose usually cool yeah that's that makes total sense <laughs> um, i've just i guess i've never really thought about the the whole process um, of that so that's that's neat um I, I i need to ask you this um and, and i'll ask ashley and um then you can chime in too miguel um, but, uh, I saw this drink on, on your Instagram it was, it caught my eye. It was very interesting. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was orange juice topped with espresso. Um, which to me, I would have never thought of that combination in the million years. So how did you come up with it? And was it delicious? Um, of course people don't realize that coffee is a fruit. So when it comes down to it, you got that fruity characters of the coffee and it can pair very well with many things. Actually, Miguel, he's pretty good at coming with like the, our, our coffee, uh, our coffee choices and putting things together. And it actually worked. I mean, we're just always trying to be creative and the OJ and the espresso together and make it like almost like an iced caramel flavor. And actually it's taken off. It's probably one of our most popular ice drinks. Okay, cool. That's awesome. I, I'm definitely going to have to come by and try one. I'm not a big coffee drinker. Um, but I think an espresso, I don't know, OJ, I feel like you almost can't go wrong. It's two great things there. So, um, right. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. What are, what are some other combinations you guys have been, um, experimenting with? Um, I, I think we, uh, another variation would actually be lemonade and espresso. Okay. We've, we've, we've added, um, like raspberry, to the lemonade and drop espresso, which actually just gives it a, a nice little twist. Uh, very refreshing for the summer. Um, what else have we done? Of course, I think a lot of the, a lot of the coffee shops will do like a uh, espresso tonic, similar. So we just kind of like, like to just uh, play with flavors, just like food, you know, kind of spice things up and if it works, it works. Uh, one of our better sellers that we've had in the past is uh, cold brew and lemonade. It's almost kind of like a kind of like a Arnold Palmer of coffee. Okay. And that, yeah, and it's pretty good too. So I mean, we like lemonade, like orange juice, but I think uh, it just depends on you know what kind of coffee you like. Yeah. What you like? Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds really good. Uh, so uh, let's let's kind of. Um transition from from the menu let's talk about your location for a minute um i think it's a really neat spot totally fits your vibe um will you tell everybody listening a little bit about what the location is because it's so unique um we are actually in a shipping container building yeah <laughs> so the whole building in containers so our, our our the coffee and food part is a shipping container box 
And we also have the outside seating area. And then we have another separate box that is a shipping thing that has our inside seating area. So it's, it's been, it's challenging because it's a little different concept, but it works and we, we love the vibe and it, it's, it's something we've always, you know, it kind of fit with who we were and what we wanted to do. Not to mention it's also a very green building. So it kind of flows with that whole like environmental vegan type thing, being that green sustainable building. And we love it and it's very unique. Yeah, I don't think it would work if you were a, a vegan establishment and you were in the middle of like a, um, you know, smokestacks were coming out <laughs> around you and all that. So it would be, uh, it, it wouldn't really fit. But no, I, it's it's really cool. But it, it's awesome to look at and it's awesome to be at and there's great outdoor seating and stuff. But watching you inside that tiny container, it looked like there's there's very limited space. How How difficult is it trying to prepare everything in there and especially on a hot summer day? It's very challenging, um, <laughs> definitely. But that's the, the crazy thing about us is that that's what we've always done. Everything's always been small, like from events to the farmer's market to being in the food truck that we once had. It was like, we just figured out ways to make it happen. <laughs> and, and especially with the pandemic, it was like, great, this is small, but how are we gonna make it happen? And, and people are amazed by the, the crazy things we do in there just to make it happen. And it is challenging, but each day we figure it out and. and make crazy things happen on a small places so we enjoy it <laughs> it is i mean it is amazing and miguel for you as someone you know you said you've been in the the restaurant industry in the past and i'm assuming maybe worked in in bigger kitchens um yes. how how did you take that experience and then you know how, how were you able to condense that down into what you are now um most most of, the, most of the areas where you, where I've worked, I mean, has always been really small areas, not necessarily small kitchens, but um, you have very little area to work with. So it, it wasn't really much of a much much of a challenge for me. Okay. But uh, I mean, I think the the hardest part is really trying to uh, to not get too too um, uh, for, for not to be too claustrophobic. Because it can be, it, it can be claustrophobic. Mean, it can be uh, a little tight at times, especially with the heat. Right now, it's a little kind of cooler weather, and uh, almost sometimes you have to kind of open up the open up the door, just kind of let the air come in. But I mean, that's about the only challenging part. Um, but it is it is it is a very very small. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's. Uh... I get claustrophobic, so I wouldn't be able to do it, but, um, you know, major props to you guys. And, and like I said, it, it really does add to the experience of just being there. So I highly encourage everyone go, go check out 5am drip and, and see it for yourself. It's, it's a neat spot. A lot of great color, um, as well. All the containers are, are, you know, different colors, which is, is neat. Uh, but just to wrap it up here, uh, do you guys have any holiday specials coming up? This is going to release, um, I'll get you the exact date here, uh, December, Sorry, bear with me for one second. It will be December 18th. Uh, this will be coming out, so it'll be the, the week before Christmas. Um, do you have any holiday specials or, or any kind of events that we should be looking out for? Uh, holiday specials, we definitely, right now we have our winter solstice, which is our, our holiday drink. For most people, it's um, apple cider, our caramel and spices. Um, we have coffee bags, which are great stock, stocking stuffers for $12 right now. And then we just got our new stickers in as well to come by. They're, all of us are great stocking stuffers and great for your coffee lovers. So those will be our holiday specials at the moment. And we're also selling loaves. So we have our 
like orange cranberry loaf, caramel apple loaf, um, a few of those things that are online for, for pickup on Christmas Eve. So if you're looking for something to, to eat at home or take to the families, we have some, some good vegan uh, bread loaves to, to pick up. Cool. That's awesome. Um, well, I'll, I'll definitely be stopping by. Um, like I said, I have a, a vegan in the house, so I'll be picking up some of those uh, stocking stuffers. So that's that's great. Um, and then finally, will you uh, just tell, let everyone know where they can find your location and, and where they can find you on social media? We're at uh, 1201 Evans Avenue, Suite 101, Fort Worth, Texas, 76104. And our handle on Instagram is at 5am underscore drip. At, and at, uh, on uh uh, Facebook, it's uh, 5 a.m. drip. Okay. Well, um, like I said, everybody go check it out. 5 a.m. drip. Um, it's an awesome spot. Um, I can't wait to go try the burger. Uh, but Miguel, Ashley, first time podcast experience. I hope it was good for you guys. But thank you so much for coming on. It was it was great having you. Thank you. Thank you. That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking and pastry, kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.